Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This week's episode is presented by Misen. Virtually every chef agrees that a sharp, well-balanced chef's knife is the essential workhorse for any kitchen. A great knife should feel good in your hand, stay sharp, and hold up over time to the rigors of your kitchen. Simple, right? But behind these deceptively simple concepts are centuries of tradition, technology, design, and craft. Misen spent four years developing the perfect knife because every little detail matters. Misen went through 37 different prototypes until they knew they had the perfect knife. The final result? A knife that's a pleasure to hold, sharp enough to plow through even the toughest foods, and a blade that stays sharper longer. The best part is by partnering closely with their factories and selling directly online, Misen is able to offer incredible cookware at wholesale pricing. Go to the link in the show notes to get your Misen knife today. Um, they also have a Labor Day sale going on where you can get 20% off. Misen is the perfect knife at an unreal price. Let's start the show. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, September 19th, and I'm very grateful for everyone that is tuning in right now for the next installment of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Got a dope episode for you today. The dust has settled. I have stopped listening to Certified Lover Boy nonstop, as I was doing when I was doing the research for the last week's podcast. Um, so I was able to kind of throw myself into and enjoy two specific projects um, that I really, really like. And that is The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem and Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. Um, So in the Dig Deeper segment for this week, I'm going to be talking about both of those albums. But before I get into that, I'm going to give you a song of the week and the press play segment where you can stay up to date on the hip hop and R&B news for this week. Um, Everything I talk about in this episode, as most of you know, the links 
to new music videos, to new songs, to performances, to albums that I think that you should check out can be found in the podcast newsletter. If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, right on the homepage, there's a place where you can put your email in, submit it, and every week there's an episode, you will receive the podcast newsletter in your inbox. If you don't want to be a part of the mailing list, that's fine. Go to the newsletter tab on the website, thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, and all of the newsletters are there with all of the links. Let's jump into the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week, you know, I was thinking about how with the albums we've received already this year and the ones that are incoming, like we still might get a Kendrick album this year. That's huge. Um, it, it, it reminded me of 2016 because I feel like 2016, five years ago, was the last time we had a year that was this big for music. Like this year we had Kanye drop. Cole drop, Drake drop, possibly Kendrick. Um, it a lot of crazy big albums dropped this year, um, and in 2016 it was the same way. Like 2016 had Rihanna, uh, it had uh, who else was it? Beyonce. I'm pretty sure Chance did Coloring Book in 2016. Uh, I think Bruno dropped in 2016, possibly Drake dropped in 2016. It was a huge year. So um, for the song of the week for this week is a song that dropped in 2016. And that was from Travis Scott's Birds in the Trap Scene McKnight album, an underrated album in his discography and one that doesn't get talked about a lot. But the song of the week is Guidance. 2016, as well as being a year that everybody was dropping projects, was also the year that everybody was dropping a dance hall track. You know, that was the year we got One Dance by Drake. We got Work by Rihanna. And there were a a few more. I'm pretty sure uh, Party Next Door or Division might have also dropped one that year. But Travis Scott also took took his shots at a dance hall type song, and that was Guidance from Birds in the Trap singing McKnight. A lot of people don't know that his song was actually just a remix, a cover of a, of the same song, same titled song, Guidance, by Kay Forrest, which features Baba Femi. So the song of the week for this week is actually both songs. So if you look in the newsletter, both songs, links to both of the songs are there. Um, I think I really like Travis's version and what he did to the original, but the original is also just as good. So the songs of the week for this week are Guidance by Travis Scott and Guidance by Kay Forrest. Uh, Let's jump into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the press play segment. The press play segment is where I keep you up to date on this week's hip hop and R&B news. It is separated into three portions. The things that you should check out, the rumor mill and the announcements, and the upcoming and recently released albums. So let's start with the things that you should check out. A lot of music videos dropped this week. First up, two music videos by Little Sims. The first is for the uh, intro song to her latest album, Introvert. Um, this is a dope music video. It's like maybe six and a half minutes long, but it kind of features a lot of like um, revolutionary, like 
video footage mixed in with a very artistic and like creatively done visual by Little Sims. It's an incredible visual that really matches the cinematic kind of uprising, triumphant uh, sound of this song. So you definitely want to check that out. And then also she has a music video for her song Woman, which is so dope. The song itself is like a really nice tribute to African women. And the the visuals are so colorful, vivid, um, and just has a lot of dope representation. It's an incredible music video so check that out baby keem dropped off the music video for his song first order of business off of his latest album um it's a really cool video it kind of starts with an interview of somebody asking baby keem like what he would do once he got money and he was like buy my grandma a house and so then it jumps into the music video and then at the end it shows when he actually did buy his grandma a house it's really dope check out that video Nas dropped off the music video for his song Brunch on Sundays featuring uh, Blast from his King's Disease 2 album. Um, This is a dope video as well. It literally features Nas at brunch with a bunch of famous people like LeBron James is at the table, Corday, uh, Lil Rel is at the table, Swiss Beats. Um, who else was at the table? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Like it's, it's really cool. Hit boy is there with his son. Um, it's a dope idea, uh, for the song and it's a dope song as well. So definitely check that out. Mac Miller's estate dropped off a new music video. You know, his faces mixtape, um, is going to be released to streaming soon. And in honor of that, they released a new music video for one of the songs, our faces, colors and shapes. Um, and the, the creator essentially like made Mac Miller's dog, the the star of the video. It's, it's a nice, nicely, um, shot music video. So definitely check that out. Another music video, D smoke is back with a new single called shame on you. And he dropped off a music video. It's really tight. He goes to Nigeria as the setting for the video. It's, it's got a nice little, it's got a nice little short film type of vibe to it. It's really cool. Kalani dropped off a new song called Alter. She also released a music video for it that has some incredible choreography. It's very tasteful and artistic. um, And I'm really excited to see what Kalani does next. So check that out. The VMAs were this past weekend. um, And or maybe it was this past week. I can't remember if it was on Sunday or like Monday or Tuesday. But some performances that you absolutely need to check out. Uh, Chloe from Chloe and Halle, Chloe Bailey, she performed her new single, Have Mercy. You do not want to miss this. Like the music video that I put in last week's episode, you do not want to miss her performance. Normani gave tribute to Janet Jackson when she performed her song, Wild Side, at the VMAs. Definitely watch that. And Lil Nas X uh, had Jack Harlow on the stage to perform Industry Baby, and then he also did Montero. His album was out this week. Go watch that performance as well. And then finally, Versus was in full effect this past week when Fat Joe and Ja Rule went head to head. I haven't seen it yet, but I did find a nice stream where you can watch it if you don't have Trillist or Triller or whatever whatever it's on um, or Apple Music. So definitely check out the Fat Joe versus Ja Rule uh, one. I think it's I think it was probably pretty tight. Like like Ja Rule got more hits than I think most people remember. So for that alone, I think it's worth watching. Rumor mill in the announcements. Drake has made more Billboard history with Certified Lover Boy. He had nine songs um, 
in the top 10 of the Hot 100. He had Way Too Sexy, Girls Want Girls, Fair Trade, Champagne Poetry, and Knife Talk all in the top five. He's the first artist to have that many songs in the top 10 and the second artist besides the Beatles to claim all top five of the Hot 100. He also had all 21 songs from the album in the top 40 of the Hot 100. He's also expected to add 220,000 more units after the second week of the album's release, which would put him at about 825 for the year, which is only 27,000 under Moneybag Yo's top spot for a gangsta's pain for biggest rap release of the year. So uh, Drake is for sure going to pass that and have the, the highest uh, hip-hop release, the best-selling hip-hop release of the year. It'll likely go platinum within the next two weeks. Um, yeah, and it would take a huge release from a huge like artist with that reach to really knock that off the top spot. So we'll see. Um, After Hours by The Weeknd becomes the longest running number one album on the top R&B albums chart. It's been there for 40 weeks. So shout out to The Weeknd. Matt, like I mentioned earlier, Mac Miller's Faces mixtape will be on streaming services October 15th. Uh, it's a dope mixtape. It was one of Mac Miller's dopest mixtapes and one of the points where his artistry really started to uh take a turn for for the the better for the best um so definitely listen to the faces mixtape frank ocean is apparently shopping a new album to record labels so we'll see if we get a new album from him before he headlines coachella in 2023 fingers crossed but don't hold your breath uh diddy has announced that he is only interested in doing a versus against dr dre which would be iconic but also after everything that took place on Twitter this weekend where Diddy and Jermaine Dupree were going back and forth on Fat Joe's Instagram Live about who would win in a versus, I kind of want to see Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree more than Dr. Dre. People sleep on Jermaine Dupree, and I think Diddy would not have an easy win in that one. Like Jermaine Dupree got diamond singles with like Mariah Carey and like a bunch of other artists. So that would be dope. We'll see what happens. Giveon announced his Timeless tour. Uh, it kicks off November 28th in Detroit, and he's going to be touching down in 14 cities. Um, so check the podcast newsletter to try and get tickets for that. Giveon's pretty dope. Uh, Kalani announced that she, she has a new album called Blue Water Road, which will drop in the winter. Um, I would I would guess that this is going to come out in 2022. Like, don't expect it to drop in, like, the, the last few weeks of December that winter. Like, I would expect this in, like, January for certain. Um, she's also dropped projects in January and February before, so it would be, you know, there's some precedent there. Roddy Rich also teased a new album called Live Life Fast with a dollar sign for the S and Fast. So we'll see when we get that. I would, I would also guess next year on that one. Upcoming and recently released albums. On the 15th, Injury Reserve dropped off their album By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Tim's dropped off a dope EP called If Orange Was a Place. And now people people are very smart to take, take uh, advantage of the Drake effect. Not saying that Tim's or Yebba were no names before Drake because they weren't. Tim's was on an especially like big song with, uh, I think it was WizKid this year, or maybe with Burner Boy. I can't remember. Um, so people knew Tim's and Yeba has a Grammy. So I'm not saying that, but I am saying they were both featured on Certified Lover Boy. And then within two weeks of its release, they both put out some new music. It's strategic and it's smart. 
Listen to her EP. It's dope. Cynthia Revo on the 17th this past Friday dropped off her debut album, Chapter One Verses One. It's really good R&B. Definitely listen to that. Lance Skywalker from TDE also dropped off an EP on Friday called Tales from the Telescope, Chapter One Rebirth. Very long title. Lil Nas X dropped off his debut album, Montero, on Friday. Haven't listened to it yet, but I have uh, heard one of the newer songs on it because I watched the music video. Um... And the man knows how to make hits. So check out the song. Van Jess, or the album, Van Jess dropped off the deluxe edition of Homegrown. Um, I listed the, the original edition of this as one of my favorite albums from the first half of this year. Um, this EP will likely make the, the end of the year list. Uh, so check out the deluxe edition because it has like four or five more songs, including a new version of their song. Uh, slow down with lucky day so definitely listen to that coming up this this upcoming sunday or sorry uh friday on the 24th anthony hamilton is releasing a new album called love is the new black diddy is supposedly releasing a new album called off the grid volume one i'm not holding my breath i think that is going to get delayed and nao is releasing a new album called and then life was beautiful nba young boy also releasing sincerely Kentrell. October 1st, Meek Mill announced his album Expensive Pain will be released. And October 8th, James Blake will be releasing Friends That Break Your Heart. That is it for the Press Play segment. Uh, get the podcast newsletter, subscribe to the mailing list, or go to the newsletter tab on the website. I'm going to take a short break, and then I will be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this week I will be discussing two albums. Uh, first, The Melodic Blue, 
by Baby Keem, which was released uh, September 10th. And then second, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims, which was released on September 3rd. Um, So let's start with The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. Um, A few things about Baby Keem. He's a 20-year-old rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, a man of many talents, born in Carson, California, but he was raised in Las Vegas. He's an actual cousin of Kendrick Lamar, and he's signed to the PG Lang Media Company slash record label that was founded by Kendrick and Dave Free. Um, Baby Keem blew up from his 2019 mixtape, Die For My Bitch, which featured his platinum hit record, Orange Soda. He has also produced and written on Black Panther, the album, J-Rock's Redemption album, Schoolboy Q's Crash Talk album, The Lion King, The Gift, and most recently on Kanye West's Donda album. He's also a member of the 2020 XXL freshman class. Um, on September 10th, he released his debut studio album, The Melodic Blue, after releasing the lead single, Do Rag Activity, with Travis Scott in April, and the second single, Family Ties, with Kendrick Lamar just two weeks earlier. So, Keem's Die For My Bitch mixtape is a perfectly fine project. It's not like he's doing anything new, and at times it can be a little repetitive sonically, too many of the same type of songs, but Keem is funny. There are a large number of songs that could turn a Bible study into a mosh pit within seconds, and he showcases some versatility with his singing. I wish I knew that he was cousins with Kendrick when I first heard his mixtape because it makes a lot of sense. And as much as we hear Kendrick's influence in Baby Keem at times, I often wonder whether Keem influenced one of Kendrick's personas more than the other way around. Like, there's a lot of similarities in the way they Keem raps and the way that Kendrick has rapped when he's doing one of those like alternate like voices and kind of personas specifically on like the damn project like it's possibly a mutually beneficial relationship in that way and that they're inspiring each other rather than just assuming that Kendrick inspired everything that Keem did like I can totally see like Kendrick being inspired for some of the newer type of flows and stuff that Keem is doing as well so if Keem's potential to be a versatile compelling artist was only a seed in his mixtape die for my bitch That flower is in full bloom on the melodic blue. Baby Keem fluidly transitions between different sounds and song arrangements throughout the album, and it still sounds super cohesive. He's grown a lot since his last mixtape, and his ear for melody, even in the most aggressive songs, is always a bright spot. It's like every time he did a hard-ass song with Kendrick or Don Tolliver, he had to follow it up with a thought-provoking personal song. He wears his influences on his sleeve as well. He mentioned to Nadeska from Apple Music that he listened to and referenced a lot of Kanye for this album. And that makes sense because of the song Issues, which is a beautiful contemplative song about one of Keem's family members and Keem fighting inner demons himself. And then there's the song Scars, which is a song where Keem questions God and wonder why he's misunderstood by the people he loves. Both of those songs sound like they could easily have been on Kanye's 808 and Heartbreaks, and they both sample a song from that album. Issues samples Cold as Winter and Scars samples Love Lockdown. Um, The beat for the album closer 16 also sounds a lot like the Black Panther album song All the Stars with Kendrick and SZA. Both Baby Keem and DJ Dahi, who produced this song, worked on that album. And 16 is also an incredibly versatile offering from Keem that sounds like The Weeknd or Sway Lee could have written it. So like... All of the artists that it seems like he's influenced by, specifically Kanye and Kendrick, um, 
those styles certainly show up here in the best ways. Like I think Issues and Scars are incredible songs that really showcase that Keem can do more than just make like a, a trap song. Keem is still funny as ever on this album with lines like my new knee along is Kaepernick strong and she not afraid to get on one knee or wake up in the morning, brush my teeth before I see my queen. Like his wit is dynamic throughout this album. The production is top notch and baby Keem was the primary producer for like 90% of the album. Um, The introspective verse that he dropped over that serpent with feet redemption sample is incredible And the more modern trap-like production is just as crisp on songs like Range Brother and Coco. Lyrically, he delivers a ridiculous catalog of flows and cadences and vocal inflections. But the most memorable moments on the album are first off, Lost Souls, which, no lie, could go on any radio station right now and do numbers. It's an incredibly catchy song with the perfect vibe and an impressive performance by Baby Keem. It's a song that Justin Bieber or Khaled, or even Drake, could have written, and Keem pulls it off effortlessly. It was originally featuring Brent Fayez, which made the song that much more fire, but his verse didn't make uh, the album, and the song is still dope. And then there's also how how Baby Keem held up next to his cousin, Kendrick Lamar. Their chemistry together is like no other. Kendrick is featured on three songs on the album. You got the fiery family ties, which set the internet ablaze, saw Kendrick assert his dominance over the rap game, and Keem deliver a multifaceted performance. There's Vent, which has Kendrick doing the hook. There's Range Brothers, which is a song with three parts, where in the first two parts, Keem showcases just how easy it is for him to craft memorable hooks and solid verses. And the third part, which has become a meme of its own due to the hilarious ad libs and the weirdest Kendrick contribution we have met me, excuse me, we may have ever heard for a song. Both Kendrick and Keem are having fun on this album, but Keem seems absolutely ready to step into the limelight. The Melodic Blue is an amazing album that gets better on each listen. Amazing contributions from Travis Scott, Rosalia, Don Tolliver, and Che Ekru only make the album that much more complete. He shows that he's more than just an artist who can thrive making music for people with trap sensibilities, but he's an artist who can craft very well-written songs with impressive melodies that hook the listener, and he's a damn good rapper with some depth, and this dude is only 20 years old. So he's got a long road ahead of him, and this is a great start. Favorite songs from the album are Range Brothers, Issues, Lost Souls, Family Ties, Scars, Do-Rag Activity, and 16. It's a dope album. Check it out. So now, after a drink of water, let's talk about Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. (sighs) Um, A few things about Little Sims. She's a 27-year-old rapper-singer who was born in London, but both her parents are Nigerian, Her latest album is her fourth studio album, but she really blew up in the UK after her third album, Gray Area, was voted best album by a number of publications. It was shortlisted and nominated for the Mercury Prize, which is an annual music prize awarded to the best album released in the UK by a British or an Irish act. She has yet to seriously blow up in the US, but she's an incredibly talented artist who kind of entered my radar after I heard the second single from Gray Area, Boss, on an episode of Insecure. On that album, Gray Area, she really came into her own and her artistry took a jump. It's her first album using only live instrumentation. The lyrics are raw and vulnerable. She's honest. She's boastful. And she backs it up on every song with her sheer talent. And 
this was the album that saw her prove that she's more than just a rapper. She's an artist. She's a musician. Now, on her latest album, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, she takes her artistry to another level, creating a sonic spectacle and truly taking us on a journey with bold instrumentation and cinematic song arrangements and even more candid lyrics. She had a full orchestra at her disposal and used them to really build a soundtrack to her life. The album title is actually a backronym. It's Simbi, S-I-M-B-I, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, which is a nickname of hers because her... She has a full Nigerian name, and the Simbi is short for Symbiata. Um, she set out to tell her story and bring life to the thoughts and ideas she has that she feels can't always be expressed through her art. And the album opener, Introvert, effectively serves as the thesis statement for the album. What a cinematic way to start the project, that drumline, those horns. She introduced the musical scale and scope of the album expertly in the first track. While creating a song that calls for unity, she speaks on using her words and actions to push back and fight the powers that discriminate against our people. And even when she's talking about the UK, the message is so relevant. The song sounds triumphant as Sims connects with the power of her inner voice. Cleo Soul, who is a frequent collaborator and lead vocalist of Salt, delivers a hopeful hook to help tie the song together. There was so much to love about this album. Another bright spot of the album are the whimsical interludes that are sprinkled throughout the project. She tapped Emma Corrin, who is the actress who plays Princess Diana on The Crown, to speak on each of the interludes and in the outro of Introvert to kind of tie together the themes from the album. And if Little Sims is Cinderella, Emma Corrin acts as her fairy godmother in this album, giving her advice and inspiration over beautiful orchestration and background choruses. These interludes are like... Uh, like a score within an album. There's sweeping strings and stabbing horns, a chorus of voices, layers of drums. And after every one of these interludes, it's like the inspiring words power Little Sims up because she wraps her ass off after each one. The production is next level. You got Inflow, who's also the primary producer for Salt and Cleo Soul's solo work. He produced the entire album. It seems like it's a really tight-knit family over there, and Inflow is the glue to it all. He killed the production. The way the first four songs of the album specifically transition into each other is very thoughtful and very special. The last word in Introvert, um, I believe Emma Corrin says woman. That segues into the next song, Woman, with Cleo Soul. The melody of woman transitions directly into two worlds apart, and that song beautifully samples the Agony and the Ecstasy by Smokey Robinson. And it takes the part of the sample where he says, I love you and kind of replays that at the end. And that transitions directly into the next song. I love you. I hate you. It's just so thoughtful. There are so many production spots that stick out on Little Q part one and two. Sims raps from the perspective of her cousin Q when he was a young boy. And I love how the production features a chorus of children's voices to match that tone of nostalgia. The production spans so many different styles of music. Protect My Energy sounds like 80s funk, instantly makes you want to dance. Point and Kill speaks deeply to my Nigerian heritage. The cadences of the hook and Sims flow and melodies are peak Nigerian music, and it's impossible to sit still with that bass line. And the transition directly into Fear No Man, which is another Afrocentric song, was incredible. There's also a youthful exuberant and nostalgic vibe that exists within the music and that's very comforting um lyrically little sims has always been a talented rapper able to be witty and charming in her raps while also having the kill switch to unleash hell when she gets in her bag 
She can get reflective and tell vivid stories, and her rhyme schemes and flows are always refreshing. She's at the top of her game on this album. The way she dissects the beat on Rolling Stone, Speed, Standing Ovation, and even the intro introvert showcases her immense technical prowess. She's a beautiful wordsmith, and this album has so much to offer. Woman is one of the best tributes to African women I've ever heard. Um, My wife can attest to the fact that as soon as I heard the keys and the chorus of voices on the song, How Did You Get Here? I added it to my playlist. I love a super reflective, introspective song over, you know, sparse instrumentation and how earnest and sincere she sounded as she spoke about her journey. Letting her voice breathe over the chorus was just perfect. She expounds on the relationship with her father and I love you, I hate you with heartbreaking transparency. The features were chosen so carefully and they delivered. Um, Obanjayar is the perfect partner for point and kill. And every time Cleo Soul appears, she lights up the track. This is one of the best albums of the year, hands down, as Little Sims cements herself as one of the best artists in the game right now. There are no skips as I struggle to even find anything to critique. Her creativity and intention to detail you know, are evident as she delivered a cohesive offering that continues to tell her story and enhance her catalog. My favorite tracks from the album are Rolling Stone, Woman, How Did You Get Here, Point and Kill, Two Worlds Apart, and Introvert. This is an incredible album. Really sit with it. Give it the time of day. Um, interestingly enough, you know, I spoke a little bit in the Certified Lover Boy episode about Drake and Kendrick and how they do completely different things and they're completely different artists. I think these two albums, The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem and Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Lil Sims, kind of reflect that dichotomy. Like Baby Keem is like a Drake type of album. You're going to get a lot of fun um, songs in here, but Baby Keem also has a lot of depth and has a lot of like really cool Kanye-like introspective 808s and Heartbreak-like songs, whereas Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims is more artistic. It's more like a Kendrick album where there was so much thought put into every little piece of it and it all comes together in a nice package. Um, these are both two great albums. Please listen to them. Check them out. That is it for the Dig Deeper segment, and that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I just wanted to talk about these albums because I think they're very special. I will be back next week, hopefully with a new episode, talking about something completely different and giving you your hip-hop and R&B news. Um, You know where you can find me, thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com is the website. T-O-T-B, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.